And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Late night Midnight on the interstate I didn't feel so great until I saw the city. Well, welcome to a very special edition of Straight from the Source with Michael Russo coming to you from Minneapolis. And I'm joined right now with uh, a colleague of mine for a long time at The Athletic that is soon going to be a colleague of mine right here at The Athletic Minnesota. And I just put out a tweet letting everybody know what the plans are. And we're going to talk more about it on this uh, podcast. But we are going to be expanding Minnesota Wild coverage this season by bringing in one of the best hockey writers, uh, like I think, around somebody that I've respected a long time, somebody that I've worked with a long time. I did a podcast with him in May as well, May or June. And uh, the biggest question when I put out the tweet today, letting everybody know that we're expanding coverage, is what is your name? This is from Bruce Siski. <laughs> Joe Smith, and it's a real name, uh, actually. <laughs> so uh, I get that one a lot. Uh, the alias Joe Smith, not just a pen name. So. Yeah. And yeah, Joe, Mick, uh, yeah, Bruce Siski is, uh, by the way, the University of Minnesota Duluth play-by-play guy for hockey, and you're going to get to know him well, Joe. Absolutely. I've heard great things about Duluth, too, right there on the water. So I'm looking forward to kind of exploring the uh, the area. As a Midwesterner myself, uh, I'm going to have to get used to the, the, the cold again, the wintertime. So that's the one thing my wife and I are a little worried about. But other than that, can't be more excited. No. And, uh, you know, hey, you're talking to a hockey writer that came from Florida. Joe Smith has been our longtime Tampa Bay Lightning writer. He's covered sta- two Stanley Cups. He's covered a third straight Stanley Cup uh, appearance. Uh, he's uh, one of the best... If you listen to my podcast in May or June, when I was covering the Eastern Conference Final and then the Stanley Cup Final with Joe, you'll know how much I respect him. I would highly recommend listening to that podcast as well, because what's so ironic is that 
who knew that two months later, two and a half months later, that you would be accepting this job and coming here. And neither of us thought this was an option at the time. And Joe, uh, again, uh, it's just, I think the day we did that podcast, Joe, was the day that we were in the Tampa airport and you were on the phone with John Tortorella and you sat on a middle seat on the way to New York, wrote this story in the middle of you writing a gazillion other stories. And I think Wild fans know what has always awed me about you is how much you're able to just churn out content after content, but yet it's still quality. Like a lot of writers are able to do the quantity, but you just, it's every story you write, it's like you read it reads like you've worked on it for months and I've always asked you about how your method works and here you're going to bring it to Minnesota. Well, it's definitely excited. And one of the main reasons why I'm doing this job is because of you, Mike, and being able to be having a, a teammate and a partner again. And I think really we can do a lot of great things um, together. You know, our skill set's a little bit different. Um, you know, my personality is a little bit different. Maybe <laughs> our voice is a little bit different. So I think um, definitely our coffee preference is different. Um, so I think we'll have a lot of things we can kind of play off each other and, and bring the wild and NHL, uh, a lot of really great coverage here. So um, I, I think that, you know, what I've done in Tampa is, is try to kind of elevate the standard of, of the coverage here. And, and it's such an historic team and historic run. I really wanted, you know, the stories and that to, to, to capture that. And uh, I was very fortunate to be here for a long time, 16 years uh, in St. Pete, which I love and my wife and I love it. So it was a hard decision to leave here, but I think the exciting opportunity to work with you to, be in such a market like Minnesota um, that's obviously crazed for hockey um, all over the state, not just the, you know, wild fans in Minneapolis and St. Paul area. Um, so I think a lot of really exciting things we can do together. And then also on the NHL front, which we'll be doing uh, when we're not, you know, at the, uh, at the arena there in, in St. Paul. And you'll be uh, hearing and seeing a lot of Joe, not just in the athletic, but we're going to, we're going to get him. Uh, he's going to be on some podcasts with me. We're going to get him on the fan here in uh, Minnesota, the one of the greatest sports radio stations in the country. Uh, hopefully some Valley sports North as well. And it's just going to be awesome working with you, Joe. And, and it is going to be a true expanded coverage. I mean, we're both going to be, you know, we're going to have every practice cover. We're going to have features galore. Um, you know, home games will probably both be at, not necessarily both writing, but there are going to be those times when maybe a, a home game, um, you know, necessitates uh, two stories, or maybe we're both at a home game, but one's working on another story, another story that we're working on in the future. Maybe a story about the opposing team as well. Um, you know, you know where I've realized that I really needed help was on days like when Kevin Fiala was traded to um, the LA Kings. You know, that was a day where it would have been just great to have that second voice. You know, me doing the news or me doing the column, and you doing the news and you doing the column. And I just think this is going to be such a great, great thing for Wild fans. Oh, I, I agree. And I think, you know, we saw that a little bit in the playoffs, which we covered together and, and athletic has a lot of really good um, collaboration, uh, which I really love about the company. And I think in the playoffs, you saw that too, where the lightning and Ranger series, you know, one could do a, a plot sidebar, one could do a column, one can do this. I really think it adds to the cover. Not every game in the regular season and necessitate, you know, two stories, but if it's a, a situation where I can cover the game, you can watch the game with one of the, the players' parents or, you know, one of the scouts or, uh, kind of do a little more of that kind of thing. I think it'll open us up to um, have the bandwidth and like the energy and the, all that to try different and creative things um, and also engage with the fans and subscribers. I think yep. both of us are take a lot of pride in um, doing live rooms and live chats and engaging on Twitter, which we both like to do. But in a situation like this, we can do a live room after a game or the next day after a game or something like that to where we can be accessible. I think that's really important um, as a beat writer or national writer. Uh, to have be accessible to subscribers and to fans because 
you know, they're who we write for, right? Um, and they're, you know, a lot of cool story ideas come from just questions from fans that you didn't think of yourself since you're so ingrained and locked into your team all the time. So uh, definitely looking forward to that too and meeting a lot of the wild, uh, wild fans for sure. Yeah, you're going to really realize, too, how astute this fan base is, how rabid this fan base is, and how much they crave a winner, Joe. And you've covered a couple winners down in Tampa. Those Lightning fans are certainly spoiled. Um, you know, how, how much would that be exciting for you to sort of, you know, that that is what you're leaving. You're coming to the land of first-round exits. Um, you know, how exciting would it be if you got to, you know, be here as this, you know, blossoming prospect pool could actually, with a guy like Kaprizov and some of the other talented players on this team, actually develop into a true winner? Well, I think even in Tampa, I think you appreciate the journey and the process even more than you get to the end, right? Everybody, you know, likes to write the story about the Stanley Cup winning team, but I think getting there is the is probably the more interesting and compelling and drama filled part. You know, even before the Lightning won, they got swept in 2019, and people wondered if they were, were going to fire their coach or get rid of their core, and they stuck with it. And so, before they became those kind of dynasty level team, they had the heartbreak. And I know the Wild fans have had their share of heartbreak over the years, but I think when it, you have that you have expectations and that's why there is heartbreak or disappointment because you have such passion fans and um, people who want it to see it to the end. And I think uh, it'll be, it's, it'll be fun to see that I'm always fascinated by roster construction, roster building, um, and, you know, like John Cooper's culture over strategy is this kind of m- mindset. And I think it'd be interesting to see how the culture and, and with the wild has kind of developed the last number of years and see where it can kind of take it. And, and I think what wild fans are also going to love about you, Joe, is also just a different voice. As you mentioned, we have different skill sets, um, you know, a lot of times when you I've covered this team now for 18 seasons you, and you've covered a lot of these players for a long, long time. I'm sure you felt that in, in Tampa Bay with a lot of the long, long time core members of the Lightning is sometimes you feel like you've almost run out of words about certain players. And I just think it's going to be, you know, even in the in the playoffs, you know, you've written every Andre Palat feature in history. You know, it was probably even good for you to just on some days say, you know what, I'll have somebody else write about Andre Palat and I'll concentrate on this. And I think that's going to be good for wild fans to just see another reporter actually question these players and do pot- potential personality profiles. The other thing that Joe and I are going to be doing that wild fans, I think will love, but also uh, hockey fans throughout the athletic platform is that he and I are going to be um, sort of a two head prong in terms of our national coverage as well. We're going to try to build that brand where we're going to double byline stories, trade boards, um, goalie tiers, whatever. Uh, you know, um, I think there's going to be many, many times during this year that you're going to just see um, really quality coverage coming straight out of the Athletic Minnesota just because of both you and I doing and working together and really kind of uh, expanding on our on our horizons. Yeah, and I think you made a good point there, Mike, too, as far as covering the team for a long time. And and I think I admired how you've done that for a long time, too. But, you know, people ask me, like, why am I leaving Tampa? Like, I, I don't hate Tampa. You know, I I didn't hate my job here. Um, had a great time. Um, but I think covering a team for over a decade um, through all that experiences and covering the same guys a lot and, and writing stories about the same guys all the time, um, which I enjoyed finding different creative ideas to write on John Cooper or write on, on Stephen Stamkos or Victor Hedman. But uh, it is exciting, I think, for me to have a change, uh, another challenge, got a reinvigoration here, um, have a clear set of eyes on a new set of players and, and management and scouts and build those relationships and, and hopefully have find different angles on some of the wild players that you've covered so extensively in Minnesota for a few years. Just looking forward to seeing uh, what kind of flurry story I can come up with that you haven't already done yet or, you know, uh, Zuccarello or, you know, so I think there's a lot of um, room to kind of find new ideas uh, on the Minnesota beat as it comes forward. And I'm, I agree. I think when you're covering the beat and I'm off doing some national story in another market. 
um, it'll go back and forth and, uh, we'll be, we'll get some time to get, you can go to Cancun sometimes too, or Vegas. So you'll get a little bit of a break. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, we'll be splitting, uh, road coverage as well, which that'll be a big transition for me because I love being on the road. And that is, as you know, as a great beat writer yourself, Joe, that is a lot of times where you learn a lot about what the team you're covering, because those, those players aren't quick to get out of the ring, to get home to their wives, children. Um, they, they hang out a little more, you learn more about what's going on. So that'll be really, really cool. In fact, I'll be doing the first, uh, wild trip of the season that goes to Boston, Montreal, Ottawa, Detroit, and Chicago. Uh, Joe will be doing the LA, Anaheim, Seattle trip, and we'll be splitting up from there as well. So you're going to get the best of of both of us. Um, you know, you're going to learn, Joe, we, uh, Wild have an incredible PR staff uh, led by Aaron Sickman, so you'll get a lot of cooperation there. Um, you know, they're just an accessible owner, as you know, with Jeff Vinnick, uh, with Craig Leopold. They're very accessible. And, yeah, I mean, uh, the president of the team, Matt Maka, is just a joy to deal with. Um, and obviously Bill Guerin is, you, you can't get a more accessible GM than that. And, a, and a charismatic storyteller. In fact, Julian Breesbaugh, I was joking with you about that, that, uh, that you did win on that front. Yeah. I would talk to him the other day cause I wanted to let, you know, some people with the lightning know that, that I was leaving and, um, kind of the reasons for it and stuff like that. And obviously he was disappointed. At least he said he was disappointed to see me go, and everything like that. <laughs> but, uh, he, uh, you know, he mentioned cause him and Guerin are, are good friends and, and colleagues and, you know, pickleball. Uh, yep. competitors and, and and he said well you know billy garen is more way more charismatic and better storyteller than me so you got the better end of that bargain but uh so um and we'll, we'll actually all, that great uh, that if you you know when when you read the introduction that i'm writing for joe here that this podcast is embedded in i'm going to put a bunch of links to some of joe's incredible coverage over the years but one of my favorite stories that you wrote during that eastern conference final is you did a big feature on julian breezebois and one of your biggest sources in that story was bill Guerin and telling stories about their pickleball and how uh you know i i've read your stories on julian before and how in shape this guy is and his workout regimens and things like that and Guerin said it's something to be seen watching him play sports and things like that at these G GMs meetings and things like that. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how responsive Billy Garen is, and when I'm asking about trades and rumors like that, and so we'll see. Um, every GM is different in that respect, but yeah, that's that's the fun part too. Is like you built the relationship here in Tampa, and it was it, you know the uh, you know built those over time, and that's that that it just takes time to build that with you know the new GM, new owner, and uh, scouts and assistant coaches and everything like that. And so, um, but yeah, I definitely want to let the people in, in Tampa know beforehand so they didn't find out on on twitter um you know i know teams don't usually say things until they're announced right that's usually when we have something to announce we'll announce it but i think just offer the courtesy for how much you know time i spent here in tampa and how much respect i have people in the organization and you know they did you know they were i, I treated them fairly they treated me fairly and i got a chance to do some really cool stories like shadowing a, a scout for a weekend and looking at different reports i mean that's a very you have to have a lot of trust for, for organizations to let you do that and so i definitely appreciated the chance to kind of give fans a window into all different parts of the organization like uh you know scouting i did a, a first person workout on one of the lightning strength uh workouts i've done <laughs> that's something uh, i have not done uh, um they had a heart monitor on me to make sure i wasn't uh you know i think i, I don't know if i signed a waiver or not but i should have because uh, that was a, a sight to be seen um done something development program and, and culture and so i think i think an organization is not just what happens there on the ice on on tuesday or thursday nights so i enjoyed the process and the, and the development and the kind of how the player gets from draft floor to all of a sudden um, top line. Um, so that's kind of the thing where I think, you know, uh, both of us can attack, you know, the wild and on all angles in that respect. Right. Uh, Joe, let's take one quick break and then we'll be back with straight from the source. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. Back here with the new uh, Wild Kobe writer. Well, that's what we'll call you. And uh, national writer, uh, Joe Smith, uh, longtime athletic uh, Tampa Bay writer. And you previously worked for the St. Pete Times as well. And um, before we get to Twitter questions, Joe, just give everybody, you mentioned you're from the Midwest. Give everybody just uh, your history on how you got, you know, where you're from, how you got into the business, your love of sports and, and, and gain this incredible talent that you have. Well, I grew up in uh, Sterling Heights, Michigan, so half hour from Detroit, you know, so you grew up, you know, Tigers, Pistons, watching the Wings during like their heyday in the 90s, um, you know, when Stanley Cups then, um, grew up a Lions fan, which uh, a lot of people <laughs> probably feel sorry for that, uh, last playoff win was 91, um, but I grew up there, I went to Michigan, University of Michigan, uh, where I really developed my love for, you know, covering hockey, covering sports, you know, I went to start the Michigan Daily, the one of our very... Uh, big student newspapers in the country. And uh, I was in a class in my freshman year and one of my buddies was reading the paper with his own byline. He was in like somewhere in Big Rapids, Michigan, covering a hockey game. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Like to be able to cover a team and be able to tell stories. And so the next day I went to the DLA, I, I introduced myself and started covering women's tennis and more women's tennis stories than anybody else had ever done uh, at the paper. And then went my way up covering hockey and going to practice every day and covering Red Barons and covering a team that was like the NHL program really got me hooked into being kind of a, a beat writer and chronicling team's journey. Um, but to get there, it's not everybody goes from A to B right away. And I think like you, Mike, everybody else, you have to take a lot of dip, dips uh, to get there. And uh, I went to Raleigh, North, North Carolina for News Observer for an internship. And then went to Modesto, California, the Modesto B. Moved 3,000 miles away from anybody I'd even known. Uh, I was 26 years, you know, 23 years old and, you know, covering rodeos and Modesto nuts baseball and first person stories on adventure racing and, AFL football tryouts. So just try to do anything you do with small papers to get yourself, uh, find yourself a voice. And then I got a break break, obviously coming to St. Pete times, uh, brought me over another cross country boot, which I'm making now in another couple of months. Um, and, uh, to cover preps high school and in, in St. Pete in Tampa within eight months, I was covering Rays world series, which was unbelievable. Uh, I was like a backup Rays box lightning writer from like 2009. Uh, until I took over in 2014, uh, full-time uh, with the Lightning. So I got a chance to cover Super Bowls and World Series and playoffs. And then really, you know, I think, you know, Mike, you know, not everybody wants to cover hockey, but those who cover hockey love it. Uh, and it's just a passion. And so I think I, I developed that and knew right away when that beat opened that um, I wasn't really going to cover the Bucks or the Rays. I, I was ready to cover hockey. And that really became uh, one heck of a journey, you know, like like five conference finals and I think four cup finals in, in, uh, in eight years. And, you know, covering the same team from the draft up and the from the triplets line to, you know, guys winning the Stanley Cup. So, um, yeah, it's been a incredible journey here and a lot of good friends and people 
I met uh, friends for life here. Um, so it'll be some emotional goodbyes in September before I, I hope to make it uh, in, into Minnesota early October and then obviously be there for the opener, opening homestand and then uh, get the ball rolling. Yep. And Joe's actually going to be coming uh, to check out uh, him and his wife to uh, look for a home in uh, mid to late September. They're actually going to a concert, a Gaslight Anthem, right? Anthem, and yeah. uh, and coincidentally, while you're here, the, the Wild have a home exhibition game. So maybe you'll be able to at least come and see uh, Exile Energy Center. Not that you haven't been there before, um, but see uh, an exhibition game. Get, let's go to some Twitter questions, uh, Joe. Um, um, first of all, are, are you aware of Russo's slacks, by the way? Uh, I'm not, uh, well, I've seen it a little, I've seen little, uh, memes about it or little things about it, but I yeah, yeah. the origin of that story. Yeah. So Russo slacks is, uh, I've got many, many parody accounts here in Minnesota, probably dozens. And, uh, Russo slacks is the most prolific one along with Russo's filter. Um, Russo's filter is a little grittier than Russo's slacks. Russo's slacks just likes to take shots at me and he just want, and he always, everything's got a subtle little hint of making fun of me. And the biggest thing he wanted to know from you is uh, did you uh, go into Mass Media 5? That's his big joke, because I always talk about the Mass Media classes that I took in high school, and they had to like, keep on adding. Uh, they was, like, went up to Mass Media 2, and they had added 3 and 4. But you, you went to the... You, you mentioned you went to Michigan. You were at the Michigan Daily. You took a lot of Mass Media classes. Yeah, I mean, communications classes, that kind of stuff. We didn't have Mass Media, like Communications 301 or whatever that it is. I took some business school classes and marketing when I was there as well, but... Um, there was no journalism program at Michigan, so it was all kind of learning from first hand on, hands-on experience at the daily, and so I did internships at Cranes and, and Raleigh. So uh, it's amazing you can do that and not take a journalism class at all. You kind of learn it from your peers, and they pay it forward, and you learn just from the experience of it all. So uh, no mass, you know, no com, you know, whatever class, mass media 5.0. I've done that one. Um, by the way, don't you think Russo Slash should start, you know, maybe just like retire his account and just start a Joe Smith account. They could, they could. And there should be, there'll be a lot of plenty of things they can chirp me about over the years, whether it's karaoke or, Oh yeah. We got to tell everybody you are a pro, Uh, you are a prolific karaoke uh, star. It's like well-known. Even John Cooper brings it up in press conferences. Um, if you've seen it, yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Um, John, yeah. Uh, Joe Smith, uh, karaoke. There's nothing like, what's your favorite songs in karaoke? Uh, well, it's evolved over time. It started out with Jesse's Girl, um, <laughs> moved on. I, I do Coolio Gangster's Paradise, which I think I'm aging myself out of that now because it's 94 when it came out. So people people still know it a little bit. Um, did a little like Basket Case from Green Day. Run Around Sue is one I've you know um, picked up every once in a while for like the older crowd. Um, but yeah, I, I try to play to like whether the audience, whatever the, the feels going. People, you know, I'm more of a stage presence than actual. Uh, vocal talent, as most of the writers who were in Montreal for the draft can uh, probably attest to. <laughs> um, let's go to some uh, Twitter questions. Uh, Donnie, I mean, you brought this up, but Donnie always asks great questions. Uh, you'll learn that is Wester. So I can't even understand his Twitter name, Donnie, but uh, Wester. So slight. I don't know. Uh, what made you want to come to Minnesota? You talked a little about it, but what was the final straw? Because this was, as you mentioned, an agonizing decision. And, and uh, hey, I came from South Florida, too. You mentioned that we all like hockey writers just want to cover hockey. When I was at the Sun Sentinel, it was very clear that they did not want me to go back to the Panthers beat after the 0405 lockout. And I came here to Minnesota because I wanted to continue covering hockey. You cover an incredible team down in Tampa. Uh, what made you, what was the final straw of you coming here? Well, it was a tough decision because my wife and I both love it here. I'm in my back patio now. It's beautiful, uh, although it's really hot. Um, 
I think the decision for me, I think, and for us was the job opportunity, you know, the opportunity to um, have a partner and a teammate uh, covering um, one, of the, one of our biggest markets in the company and one of our uh, the most passionate hockey markets um, in, the, in the NHL, um, be able to have find some fresh angles on a new team. You know, I've covered the same team for a long time. I think so kind of a new challenge, uh, you know, reinvigoration, so to speak. Uh, the chance to work with you um, was a big one. Um, and also, like, I think getting into more of a national role as well. We get a chance to um, both of us cover the beat so relentlessly and with such passion that um, it's hard to find kind of time to, to cover those things out. And so I think this will be good for work-life balance. It'll be good for, um, you know, growing as a writer, um, as a beat writer, and then as a national writer. And, um, you know, just I've heard nothing but wonderful things about living in the Twin Cities. Um, my wife, bless her heart, hasn't been there before. And so she's taken a leap of faith with me. And so um, I'm very happy uh, and grateful that she's doing that. Uh, that's part of the hard decision, too, is moving your family um, from one part to another. Um, but, you know, we're up for new challenges and excited to uh, take this one on. And your wife's a journalist as well. So hopefully we'll be seeing her byline around uh, this area at some point. Uh, my best editor. She's my best editor. For sure, so. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll start sending my stories to her. It'll save some you time should. for our now new, your new editor, my longtime editor, Jake Leonard and Mark Wallman. It'll help them out as well. Um, part of the part of the recruiting package that Mike was trying to do process, he promised to buy us winter coats. So yeah. my wife said she likes a, a gap coat. A little hood, so I will definitely your, do that. Uh, I will definitely, as yeah. long as you want like the Canadian goose or whatever, like what's the uh, <laughs> super, super like two thousand, three thousand dollars jackets, I'm good with it. Uh, Lips1978 wants to know if the final straw was you getting a 13 year, 98 million dollar contract. Uh, I was pushing for a hundred million actually, so I think uh, I I wanted to get that you know, century mark there. I know there's state income taxes in Minnesota too, I had to get a little just a little extra if I wanted to, but uh. <laughs> Hopefully the fans or uh, people in Minnesota are more forgiving to me than Joe Smith, the pitcher and for uh, <laughs> Joe Smith, the former NBA player. So no doubt uh, wild nation. Um, I'm curious, what's the workload split between you two moving forward? Will we have, uh, will we still have gamers? Yes. Um, will those be written by both of you or split? Um, it's, I think we're going to be at home games. will sort of divvy that up, but there are going to be times at home games where, Maybe, uh, it, you know, a, a guy erupts and that now we want to make a either two stories, have a sidebar, as we say, in the newspaper in, industry or, or what we gather for a next day story. Like, um, I, I don't you agree that this is just going to be we're going to be doing live rooms after home games as well. One of us will be working the locker room to write. The other might be hosting a live room, which I, a lot of you have taken advantage of. I, I just think it's going to be an incredible uh, opportunity for both of us and the fans. Yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, I think it, it will split it up. And so, like, if somebody, you know, has a better idea for the, the main or somebody wants to do a sidebar, somebody wants to, hey, let's work ahead and let's not work to, right tonight. Let's just take the time and process it and come back the next day. If there's that off day, then we can have something new and fresh um, for readers. So um, that's that's the important part, I think, for us is uh, it'll won't, you know, Mike's not leaving, you know, so fans can, can relax there. Mike Bruce is not leaving the beat. Um, he might not be on every road trip, but uh, hopefully, you know, you'll be able to appreciate kind of my style too. And we can both cover the team and uh, give each other breaks here and there and, and provide as best coverage we can. And wild fans will quickly learn that I probably 
this might actually bother you. I probably won't be able to help myself on those games that I'm not on the road. And I'll probably be sitting on my couch still live tweeting every, maybe not as often, but I'll definitely be pointing things out. Joe will get tired of me that first road trip. I'm probably me sending you little text messages uh, like, hey, point this out. Um, so, I mean, hey, this is going to be new for both you and I, right? I mean, I'm always amazed at like baseball writers because a lot of baseball writers, um, you know, we have it here in Minnesota with two incredible baseball writers, Dan Hayes and Aaron Gleeman is that, you know, look, a lot of times at major newspapers, you have two baseball writers. They got to divvy up the beat. They got to divvy up travel. They, you know, sometimes will be away from the team for 10 days if the team's going to three different cities, and yet they make it work. And this is going to be new for both of us. But we'll, you know, with time, make this, uh, you know, a perfect transition with Wild fans. will absolutely love it. Um, final couple minutes of the show, um, but I got some great uh, Twitter questions. Tyson McKay wants to know, with expanded coverage, are we going to get more player features like the recent Marco Rossi and Jed Brackett piece? It's great to get a feel for the players and management. To me, that is your specialty, uh, Joe. I mean, you, yeah, I mean, I, I think that wild fans, that's, that's the goal here is that, um, you know, if you suddenly see a Michael Russo gamer, just know, trust the fact that Joe is working on other stuff at the same time and vice versa. I think this is going to give us the opportunity of being able to have more time to write these quality features rather than just constantly churning it out, churning it out and maybe getting overworked because you got your day to day. I mean, that don't you find that is sometimes the toughest part of the season is that you got to cover the day to day of the team, but you're working on all these expansive other stories that things pile up and it becomes anxiety ridden. Yeah, I think the key is time management, right? I, I work on four or five stories at the same time, right? You pick away, pick away. You, you see somebody in, in town for a series here, talk to them. Um, but yeah, my favorite, my favorite stories are the human interest stories and those kind of deep dives on, on, on player profiles and off, off the ice stuff. Like I went fishing with Luke Witkowski, a former defenseman here. We caught, went, caught a tarpon, like 100-pound tarpon together. Um, he caught it. I was kind of more documenting, but it was fun to be on the water with him. My first Gulf of, New, Gulf of Mexico uh, dateline, which was pretty cool. Um, done first person stuff. So I mean, I really want people to get to know the players and what makes them tick. Um, you know, Richard Hedman's a huge soccer fan. So just watching Rowdy's game with him and seeing what it's like for him from his background to kind of watch, um, the favorite sport of football. Um, so I think, uh, those kind of things are ones I'm hopefully going to work on uh, when I get there to get to know the players and, and their families. And, um, you often find that the greatest, uh, sources for, for, for player features aren't the players themselves, the people around them, they're their family. Like the Rossi story was a perfect example of that. Uh, the dad was awesome and uh, the mom too. And like the girlfriend. So I think uh, everybody is like friend, trainer, scout, former junior coach. Like they have unlimited amounts of stories uh, that for even if you cover a guy like Brayden Point who hates talking about himself, you can still write really good stories uh, on the kind of their, their path and their journey. You mentioned our uh, difference with coffee. Uh, he- Heatley the goat wants to know if you like Starbucks as much as I do. Uh, I do not. I'm actually not a coffee guy. Uh, I know that was bo- that was bothersome to me. I remember during in New York during the uh, during the Eastern Final, man. I was dragging you from Starbucks to Starbucks during our walks to Madison Square Garden. You know my name. It's like Starbucks and Delta. Like they have like a Mike Russo account. Right? <laughs> you don't even have a tab you could run up. So, um, so you worry about losing your Delta status now? I am. I finally easy? hit Diamond for the first time in my career, and now I'm not going to travel as much. So I'm going to have to figure out ways. Uh, I mean, I assume next year that you and I are both going to be doing a lot of uh, playoff travel. We're still going to be covering some national things like GM's meetings. I'm going to um, September 14th to the 17th. I'm covering the NHL media tour in Vegas with Pierre Lebrun. So I'll get some travel that wasn't on the normal docket. But yeah, 
it'll be tough. Uh, we'll have to figure that out. Um, obviously, I know we're both from Florida, but um, but Joe is going to get the Tampa trip this year. Uh, you know, so he could go see old friends and things like that. Uh, three days in Tampa, by the way, I should mention. Um, maybe to four, maybe try that. But yeah, uh, exactly. But I mean, a, lot, a lot of talking in the podcast about me and everything like that. But I love to ask you, Mike. Like you know, since everybody, all the fans there know you well and know what you do. Like, what excites you about kind of having, you know a different role there or having somebody else there on the beat and like what's kind of advantages you think that, you know, readers might see because of having somebody else um, on the beat. Yeah, well, it's funny because when we were going through this process, Joe, I mean, Joe, you were the guy, right? And, um, you know, we knew that you it was either going to be you or we're going to go a very different route. And we got a lot of resumes um, with our external posting. And it was, you know, that was going to be exciting, too, because if you didn't take the job, then, you know, it was going to be a chance for me to maybe uh, for the athletic to hire somebody out right out of college. And maybe I can help mentor them and it'd be a totally different thing. But when you came, it was like I just knew right away this was the right decision because all this relief left my my body because this is what I wanted. I wanted to like one, I, I feel an incredible amount of appreciation for the way that wild fans have treated me and the way that they absolutely love this team. And I wanted them to be taken care of. And I knew the second that you came here that they were going to get, you know, I, I don't want to sound pompous, but a, a dream team. Like we, you know, two of the better hockey writers at the athletic covering the same team, covering national things like that. So that's the biggest thing. But for me, you know, look, um, this is my 28th year covering the NHL, 18 as a beat writers. And I think that wild fans that listen to me on podcasts, listen to me on the radio can almost tell in my voice. I've gotten even a couple notes from people that things have changed in the last couple of years, maybe from the pandemic where, um, you know, I don't want to say burnout, but things have become a lot harder in the way that I do this job. And you and I have talked about this a lot and I just felt like I needed something different. And I just think having, and I hate to, you know, just to bring everybody into it. There was a point last April where I was walking back, you know, I had this great game story written wild blow a game in, in, in Buffalo. I completely write, I write this story. I'm the only one in the arena at 1230 in the morning with a 6am flight. They're like tearing down the ice. And I am like, I'm just like, almost agitated that I had to rewrite what was a great gamer into an absolutely atrocious gamer. I'm walking back in a snowstorm and my, uh, on the way to the hotel. Um, I almost got mugged. Okay. A guy basically tried to pull me into an alley and I, it was like one of these like moments where I'm like, what am I doing here right now? Like the, I, like, you know, I've covered the, I've covered this league 20 years here. It's April and nothing game in Buffalo. And I'm just sitting there in a snowstorm walking back. And it was one of those like epiphany moments where I'm like, you know what? something needs to change here where, where I basically take, you know, a, a little bit, get a little help. And I think that's the biggest thing that I'm super excited about is I just think that this is going to make, I know wild fans might not believe it because they've read the Rossi story and the bracket story lately, but the last couple of years, I feel like my articles have really suffered because of my own mental status here. And I just think that now having you and being able to take a, a deep breath and work better on the, these stories and have that support with you, I just think it's going to be the best of both worlds. So I don't know if that that was a little all over the place, um, but I think that gives Wild fans a little inkling of the sort of the anxiety that I've been dealing with the last couple of years. I got the Buffalo trip this year, I guess. Then yeah, okay. yeah, you're good. Um, so there's a one-off to Buffalo, and you're on it. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's the same thing for me, which I've, you know, I want to thank all the Lightning fans and people in Tampa for all their support over the years, and it is hard to leave them and an audience that I had tried to help build here since I was at the times. Um, so the reason for them, for me leaving too, is kind of a lot of reasons what you're talking about too, is let's say burnout, but, you know, covering 
all these cup runs in a row and 71 playoff games in three years and covering a cup over zoom. And, you know, the pandemic does affect everybody else too. And I, I do love the idea of having somebody like a teammate that you can kind of pass off to and then do something else. And then kind of, you know, freshen kind of your mind and uh, get a little break here and good for the marriage potentially. <laughs> so um, it'll be a great, I think, um, thing for both of us and looking forward to get started once I figure out how to, pack up all my stuff, and sell this beautiful, <laughs> yeah. beautiful home and, uh, and head up to, uh, Twin Cities. Uh, just a couple last questions here because we're, we've got a couple good ones. Kay Brander wants to know who's going to be good cop and who's going to be bad cop. That's a pretty good question. So uh, I'll take the man, bad cop. I think you'll probably be the bad cop is only cause you have more of a experience in relationships so far, but maybe yeah. it'd be better for me since they don't know one who knows me already. Yeah, right. So exactly. With a new, new attitude, yeah. but I'm sure it'll go back and forth, but I think, I think, uh, Russo has maybe, a little more clout there at this point to be able to throw his, his slacks around a couple of quick hitters here. Uh, Scott wants to know your biggest trepidation about joining uh, me in Minnesota. We're just coming to Minnesota. It doesn't have to be about me. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of trepidation about joining Mike there for sure. Yep. Um, no, I th- the biggest trepidation for us was, um, you know, moving to Minnesota. Like we still know. I mean, I've been there to the, the arena from the St. At the St. Paul hotel and back. It doesn't, I haven't like explored the area too much. So just moving, across the country when you have a family here and a wife who's never been there. And so you're like, we have a known commodity here in Tampa. We love, we have a house. Mm-hmm. We like, we have friends that have turned into family. So like, that's the big trepidation of like, I could just be happy in Tampa and cover the beat again and see if they go for another tough idol run. So I think it is more of a kind of a risk and a, maybe a, um, you know, take it a kind of a bold chance, but um, I don't think there's any trepidation about, you know, you know, joining you per se is more. So I, I am kind of curious uh, if you'll be able to be hands off, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, you, right. You take a step away. That's something you only answer over time, right? It's like, okay, yep. can I actually take this break? Or am I know you, you know, constantly watching this game in the third period from my couch and then being like, okay, I gotta let him write the story tonight. You know? Yeah. So. No, but Wild fans will love it. And um, you, you, I'll tell you one thing. I, I feel like the winters here are overrated. Like I think you're gonna be fine. Like uh, that's the biggest thing that a lot of people always worry about. And and hey, if I could move up here from Boca Raton, Florida, and be here 18 years later, it says something. Uh, Wing enough wants if, to know if you can replace Kevin Fiala's 85 points. <laughs> so far, the biggest acquisition in Minnesota this offseason is Joe Smith. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll probably uh, come under expectations in that particular route. So I don't think my GSVA will be very good according to Dom's model. So um, I will. I will have a chance to get out there maybe and skate a little bit in a backyard pond, but. Well, a great question from Gus Horner, and we could, well, this will be the last couple. Uh, Gus wants to know, where's the first place I'm going to take you guys to eat when you get here? Well, uh, actually, uh, Joe and his lovely wife are actually going to be staying with me that weekend that I mentioned in September, and I've already made dinner reservations at the Lake Elmo Inn, Joe. Uh, it's my favorite oh, restaurant. Wow. Uh, it is just awesome. The step. Matt Curtis, all the bartenders, Brett, they're just un- unreal guys. And so uh, you're going to absolutely love this place and feel at home there. Uh, Bar La Grassa downtown is another one of my favorites. Baldemar, um, a great, great steakhouse. You're going to love, uh, if you're foodies, you're going to love uh, all that stuff. Um, Davis wants to know, um, aside from your new in- uh, market and the inevitable, what's your biggest sports letdown as a fan? So basically taking a shot at Minnesota because uh, this is... Oh, the biggest letdown as a fan. Well... It's a tough one. Like I grew up, obviously, you know, Lions fan. You just say that for every year of their existence, I guess, right? But I'm, I'm I went to school in Michigan, so like one of the one legion says that I still have, I guess, is Michigan football. And so um, there's been a few heartbreaking Rose Bowls, but I will say I went to the 
BCS semifinal game on New Year's Eve last year, uh, the Orange Bowl, when they played against uh, Georgia. Um, New Year's Eve, big night for my wife and I to hang out and have a good time. I think they lost by like 40 points. I think it was like 30 to nothing at halftime. So um, those are the more recent ones. The Chris Hubbard timeout against North Carolina um, <laughs> in the Fab Five era. Yeah. Um, the Cordell Stewart Hail Mary against Michigan. I think it was in uh, 94, 95. Um, so there have been plenty of those over the years, not just limited to uh, Minnesota or any other, any other fans that aren't the Lightning last few years, at least. Yep. Lightning fans have plenty of those, too. Uh, Scott wants to know, besides Avs fans, which fans are the most obnoxious? <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, uh, I mean, you don't have to answer that. Uh, actually, actually, after uh, my last couple game days, I'm going to go with Edmonton. Edmonton fans are the most obnoxious. Edmonton? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Toronto can be pretty feisty. Toronto yeah, they can. I learned that last that, week, so. too, and I took a shot at the Blue Jays. So... Um, all right, uh, last question here. Uh, which one of you will be covering games in Detroit? We know that's you because you're from there. Uh, what about Winnipeg? That one we'll have to split up. <laughs> so I know you love the mini to Winnie trip, man. That's that could be yours, <laughs> December twenty seventh. Uh, um, but uh, and then uh, this shouldn't be like a I hate Winnipeg podcast. I mean, I think no, I actually up. like going to Winnipeg. It's the uh, greatest yeah, like, sight lines in the league in terms of a beat writer. The fans like what a lot of arenas I've been to. Right? Yeah, no, it's um, I, love, a, I love to go. to I love to go to Winnipeg in the summertime. Let's yeah. put it that way. Uh, you know, my only issue with Winnipeg is is leaving at the airport. It is the worst security experience, uh, I think, in the NHL. I mean, it's just it's brutal. So uh, most that's expensive flight. Most expensive flight building too. Most it's also the most expensive there. flight because there's just monopoly. There's only so many flights that go in there. So sometimes you're just like, I cannot believe that I'm spending eight hundred bucks to fly round trip to Winnipeg. And I'm sure the athletic can't believe it either. Well, hey Joe, this was a lot of fun. Uh, Wild fans going to absolutely love you. What is going to be your new Twitter account name? Well, I got to change it soon before it still exists but i think it'll be at joe smith nhl i think it'll be the as long as it's not taken as of this podcast so okay. i'll have to do that one soon joe but smith nhl smith. um i'm i'm everybody knows i'm russo hockey um this this really was a lot of fun wild fans are going to grow to absolutely love you uh joe you're an uh, incredible sports writer um uh, we're going to get you on the multimedia here too and we're going to just have this kind of double brand i think wild fans are just going to be so excited about the you know the fresh coverage that they're going to get i think it says everything about this market and the success of this market thanks to these fans that the athletic was willing to do something like this because just think of the now they got to put somebody in tampa and it's just uh, i just think it says everything about um you know not just you as a hockey writer but but this market you know and, and how much they want um, to, to give wild fans the absolute best. And I just think it's really cool. And the other thing I'm glad about, Joe, is that working with me during the Eastern Conference Final and the Stanley Cup Final didn't scare you off. Because that, I could be a, I could be a tough person to be around sometimes. You can, you can be pretty intense. Yeah. At least sometimes you, you took morning skates <laughs> off to write your stories. I wasn't around you all the time. So at least that was a little bit of a break. So, that is so true. I have that luxury here uh, for wild practices. But yeah, uh, but yeah it was a good, good collaboration effort there. Looking forward to more there in, in Minnesota. And hopefully... Wild fans, feel free to reach out. I'm very accessible and happy to talk to you and meet you on the streets or at a karaoke bar or whatever else like that. I hope you guys will approach me and my wife, Caitlin. Uh, if you see our dog, Sammy, walking around the block, I think the Mike Russo's going to walk my dog a lot since he's volunteered to, to watch yep. him on our trips. But uh, looking forward to seeing everybody in, in a couple months here. Yeah, absolutely. Joe Smith, NHL. Joe Smith now of the Athletic Minnesota. I better not call that voicemail again after this is announced. And here, this is Joe Smith from the Athletic Tampa Bay. Joe, thanks a lot. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, and we'll do it again soon. Yep, exciting news. Yeah.